All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, great to be here with you. How are you doing, man? I'm great, Casey. Uh, Holiday season coming around. Kind of got that Christmas spirit. Plus, when your favorite team wins on prime time in front of everybody it's it's a good week guys like us you know we can we feel stuff like that winning in prime time you know my team imagine you your know, team not winning in prime time i week. couldn't relate to that you know imagine imagine not watching your team win you know imagine not watching your team score 33 points in the fourth quarter i could not relate to anything, no, imagine anything besides that your, your team not scoring 14 points in the last three minutes that's a rough one too that's also a really rough one. But, you know, we're going to start with the good. We'll start with the good here on DTS. We're glass, you know, half-filled type guys. And Tanner is feeling much better about his Buccaneers this week in comparison to last week. They got a nice win, a late-game comeback. It was <laughs> it, it was up in the air. You know, three minutes left, they come back and get the win. But they, they make the impossible. Uh, they do it. And uh, I want to check in with Tanner. We've done it for consecutive weeks now maybe even a month where is tanner file on the confidence scale where is he at with this team what is this team he's going to tell us to start the show and then the nfc east you know there were some big wins there were some big wins to say the least this weekend the eagles and the cowboys tanner and i want to break down which win which dominating performance we should say was more impressive was it dallas was it philadelphia the Bengals look like they're back to Super Bowl form, beating the Chiefs. They've now beat them three times in a row. The Niners lose Jimmy Garoppolo, but hey, they keep winning games. They win despite that and beat the crap out of what could be what was one of the best, what is still one of the best offenses in football in Miami. What, what's up next for them, though, without Garoppolo for the remainder of the regular season? And Tanner's guy, Baker Mayfield, he's just keeping his head above water. And he's, he's, he got another job, so Tanner's going to be pretty happy about that, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield playing for the defending Super Bowl champions. Yes, he is. Big, big expectations coming, I would say. Big things coming. Playing for the last team to win a Super Bowl, Casey. Yeah. But <laughs> in the second half of the show, we're going to have picks of the week. Me and Casey both went 2-2 two and two last week, so it's still within a one-game uh, window Close. here yeah. for me to try to catch him. And then – to end the show, we're going to be talking NBA. Yeah. Uh, we want to update you guys on the standings and some storylines around those teams at the top of the standings yeah, or man, in the you, middle uh, of the team. You can't forget about it. You know, the NBA is going on. It's actually 25 games in already. Like, we're 25 games in. We're really starting to get going with the NBA. See, this is when you start paying attention. Christmas is a couple of weeks away. People say that's when the NBA season really starts. We're going to update you on what's going on, like Tanner said. But this week, I'm sure Tanner, as you guys can see and as you can hear, Tanner is in a is in a much better mood, is much more excited to talk about his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Late game heroics by the by the Bucks beat the Saints 17 to 16. Late touchdown pass with about three seconds left to Rashad White. I mean, okay, so first off, before we get into the you know the real the real questions, how are you feeling? I, I'm, I'm sure you were just going through it. Three minutes left. You're down, what, 16 to three? You know, yeah, thinking it's yeah. done. 
Yeah, yeah. 16 to 3, three minutes left. Yeah. Obviously, you don't think you're going to win this game. Uh, my mood is probably a lot different coming on here today if we don't score two touchdowns in those last uh, three drop minutes. Drop it back to back, then I think it would be. Yeah. But. But. You did. They did. <laughs> they, they, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not what happened. And, you have Tom Brady on your team. Yeah, like we and, have Tom Brady, and he did exactly what you have him on the team to do. He does it. That's what he does better than anybody else ever. Ever, in, yeah, yeah. That exact situation, mm-hmm. and he that did it again. He, he did it again. You know, like he had his largest comeback in the regular season in the fourth quarter, like. It wasn't looking great either. Like you guys punting with what seven or eight minutes left to go, and and point. obviously and obviously he struggled like throwing the ball deep. But what he has always been incredible at is whenever he has time, dropping back, picking apart the defense, finding the open guy, not going to make that mistake at the end of the game. He didn't let him down, and that. Dude, the defense stepped up as well. I think yeah, the defense them. played so well all night. 17 points and, like, those two stops, that was the game to me. It was the game-winning drive, don't get me wrong, but it was also the two defensive stops, you know, that you guys Absolutely. did. They came up and they get a single point. Real ones, don't forget that Keanu Neal knocked that ball out. That should have been a catch. He lit him up to cause that uh, I miss Keanu Neal. In that drive. I miss that guy. Like, like that's... That was just as big as any play in the game individually. People want to talk about the Julio Jones catch. So that was huge. Down to the end zone. But like, that was huge. Like that Keanu Neal play to me was like the game-changing play mm-hmm. at the game. It's just like, you know, you saw Brady struggle at times. You saw the missed throws. Again, I was, you know, I was in the midst of my Dallas trips. I wasn't watching this 100%, but I've seen all the highlights. I saw all the tape and all the reports. It wasn't a great game by Brady. Turned the ball over one time, right? But – it's just so weird. I feel like that's what we've seen, not all season, because Brady hasn't been bad this season by any means, but he hasn't been, you know, what he has been in past years. He hasn't been what he was last year to that yeah, same yeah. standard. Yeah, he hasn't been what he has been at Tam- in Tampa. Yeah, exactly. So, so he hasn't been himself, you could say, right? But we've seen this season with a lot of their wins. They're bad for three quarters. They're bad for three and a half quarters. And then in the last five minutes, seven minutes of the game, they turn it on. They they score, they score points, and they end up winning. They're, what, 6-6 six and six now, I believe. Like, Two tough like, games coming up. Like, I either want this team, someone to put them away. Like, can someone either put them away and just say, okay, we're done talking about them. Their season's done. Now it's a Tom Brady game. Is he coming back or not? Or I want to see some improvement because you have the pieces. You guys are still winning games. I want to see improvement or I want to see the total opposite. I want to see you guys in the dumpster. I want to see it's over. I hate where we are right now. I hate you. I bet you hate it too. Hovering around 500. You're good one week. You're bad for the majority of the game until the last three minutes of the game. Like I'm just a little tired of Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every game you watch is the exact same. Like they're going to struggle on offense to move the ball. You're going to, they're going to make questionable coaching decisions all game. And they're not in sync. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just just weird things. It's not. People people want to talk about that's all Tom Brady's fault. No. It's it's not. A lot of it is Tom Brady's fault. He is not playing to the level that he has been Mm -hmm. used to playing at. Right. A ton of it is 
Byron Leftwich play calling, which I feel like has been not aggressive at all. Todd Bold's decision making has been terrible. The interior offensive so line play, interior offensive line play has been bad. Now that we have Tristan Wirfs out, our O line's probably even worse. I'm a little worried how we plan to block Bosa. Bosa, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Defensive player of the year, maybe? Yeah. You know, perhaps, right? He's up there. So that's going to be tough. Um, I I, I don't know what to expect from this game. Again, are they going to get buried? But they're playing a third-string quarterback, a rookie third-string quarterback. Like, what is going to happen? What what are my expectations here? What should they be? I, I don't know what my expectations should be for this team. Uh, they gotta be able to score points, and they they yeah. really can't until they need to sometimes. But ultimately, they can't. Right? Ultimately, they are not scoring points, or at least as many points as they should be scoring. They're very conservative, like you said, but play calling wise, coaching. Whenever they wise. run no huddle, they're like no oh, huddle. They're phenomenal. They're really good off it. Sped up off When Tom, like when Tom Brady calls the plays at the line, I feel like that's when they're best. And I feel like if they, they need to start doing that on first downs, like you got to be going into that. Like they're, you got to see a trend as to where the only times your offense looks good this year are in like those two minute drills mm-hmm. at the end of games when you're yeah. boom, 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 touchdown. Or you guys were getting down there and earlier in the year, you weren't able to score the touchdown. It was the struggles in the red zone. I not able to get the points on the board. Mm-hmm. A couple of losses early, earlier in the year, but like you were able to get there, you know, like, like still you guys were able to get there those last two minute drills and you would think, you know, okay, we're decent at this. Let's try and do more of this throughout the game. Right. You would think, but no defensive minded coaching isn't helping them either. They are missing Bruce Arians. I just don't buy this team. Honestly, kind of sick of them. And they're they're hanging around, they're hanging around, and it seems they're, like we're, we're going to see each other in the playoffs. Seems that way. Yeah, it it does seem like we are on the fast the track to like fast track to Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers first round of the playoffs Saturday night probably. Ooh, it'd be a Saturday game. You think? Uh, I don't know if I like that because like. That's not the most Depends. entertaining game of that week. The Bucks are playing. The Bucks are not, are objectively not an entertaining team. But the Cowboys, but it is, it's the Dallas Cowboys, though. So that, is, they are always could be Tom Brady's spot. last game. Could be Tom Brady's last game. That that's getting a good slot. That's gonna get a good. That might be set Sunday night, something like that. We'll see. But it's looking like our two teams are set to face off. I am feeling more confident in comparison to it the beginning be. of the season. So maybe this time around, I'm like, hey, maybe we can wager. A little bit of something on on this matchup. <laughs> on this matchup, maybe we can't That's convenient. Talk about, That's convenient. I might want my revenge. I might need to, uh, yeah, yeah, get myself back on, on that level after what happened these past couple of years with your Tampa Bay Bucks and my Dallas Cowboys. But I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Let's move on, though. Now for the fun stuff. Actually, before we move on, really quickly about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Confidence scale, I forgot to ask. Confidence scale, where are you at? 1 to 10. Making the playoffs, winning Super Bowl possible, competing in the NFC. Where are you at? Yeah. Uh, last week, where were we last week? Like, uh, I said I think we were closer to missing the playoffs than making the Super I Bowl. I think we were around a four last week, if I remember correctly. I think we were hovering around a four. Where we are this week? I think because of two reasons, we're a lot higher. One, Ooh, a lot. We doubling. We doubling. One. <laughs> We won that game, came back. Hopefully our offense takes a long, hard look in the mirror and says we need to be doing more of this to move the ball. And two, 
Jimmy G got injured, which I feel like helps the NFC chances a lot. It does. I don't think we set a chance against the 49ers. Uh, With Garoppolo healthy. If he's healthy. Mm. Um, I'm just praying that Brock Purdy is incompetent if we see them. I mean, by your eyes. Like, like, like and so I'm going to say like a seven and a half, eight. We're almost doubling from last week, folks. I love it, Tanner. This this year has been quite the roller coaster. It's been a coaster. He's been kind of how I've been my entire life with the Dallas Cowboys as a roller coaster. Welcome. It's it's fun. What you know? Hopefully, hopefully you don't get motion sick and uh, strap yourself in. It's going to be a fun time. Let's move on now. Talk about the fun stuff for me. It was no real quickly though. It was no regular football Sunday for me this week. Okay, I headed south. As as most of you know, to where to where everything is bigger and better. Okay, everything's bigger and better, including the Dallas Cowboys, who were kind enough Ooh. to wait. They were so kind. They were kind enough to wait to score their season high in points until I could get there and see it firsthand in person. They're like, no, let's wait till week 13 against the Colts. And we're going to score the most we have all season long because Casey's going to be there. And you know what else we're going to do? We're going to score the most points we ever have in the fourth quarter. We're going to score 33 points in the fourth quarter. Here you go, Casey. Welcome to Dallas. That's Dallas. Okay. The, sh- the streets are saying they played a Mickey Mouse team with a Mickey Okay, Mouse. get that out of here. For real, though, before we get to the game, we're going to get to the game. Okay, we're going to get there. For real, though. Greatest sporting event I've ever witnessed. Cool. Going to AT&T. It's Jerry World, brother. It Huge, is right? Jerry World. It is a spectacle. You're pulling up, and I was probably 15 minutes away still, and I yeah, saw the see, stadium. Yeah. We spotted it on the yeah, highway. 15, yeah, super. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is AT&T right there. And, you know, as you're walking, getting closer and closer, like I said, it's an absolute spectacle, a great atmosphere. And man, those cowboy Ritas. They the legends are true. Let me just say the legends are true. You have one of those bad boys. You're having a good time. <laughs> it was a phenomenal time. Matt, that may be why I don't remember, you know, or didn't watch too much of the Chiefs Bengals. But but about the game itself. Because like I said, the experience was phenomenal. Ten out of ten for me. I would recommend if you can get as a, as a football fan, if you, if you don't despise the Dallas Cowboys, which you get, you, you which I do, or them. or if you do, you would hate it. You would hate it unless you want to go there and just you know be in the most hate, uncomfortable hate situation you could ever be in as an anti-Dallas Cowboy fan. You, you you would still love it though. But as a football guy, it's just something you got to check out. AT and T Stadium, it was phenomenal. The Dallas Cowboys, the the pregame hype video by Michael Irvin and everyone. Out of their seats, get, getting super hyped. I'm telling you, it was phenomenal. But about the game, an explosion in the fourth quarter led to a 54 to 19 victory. Also in the NFC East, the Eagles turned it on. Never really looked back. It was close, like like kind of kind of same thing for the guy. It was close, and then boom, they turned it on, blew them out. Never looked back. They ended up uh, beating them 35 to 10, Tennessee. Let's, let's start with you because I just talked a bunch. Give me a break, Tanner watching this games as more objective than I, I would say, which was more impressive. You think the Eagles 35 to 10 win over Tennessee or Dallas 54 to 19, 33 in the fourth over what you said was a Mickey mouse 
<laughs> ball club out there. So you let me know. <laughs> um, I think they're about the same. I think both are really impressive wins. They both beat up on teams that they're worse than. I think the Titans are better than the Colts. Yeah, but they are a better team. They there. didn't win by as big a margin as yeah, both teams got blown out. As the Cowboys won by. So I feel like it's about even. I think I was it was a better win probably for the Cowboys, but I still think the Eagles are the better team. So you're still happens. on so if you think because we're gonna play in a couple weeks. We're gonna play a couple weeks. So you're telling me as of right now, your stock's in Philly, not Dallas, as far as as you just said. As a better team, I don't know necessarily about in that game. No, but like it's a better team. Yeah. Do you think Philly's a better team? I think Philly's a better roster. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. Probably. I mean, like, because like, we're talking about like weaknesses, like Cowboys right now. Anthony Brown just went down. We're, we're down to our Kelvin Joseph, our third string corner. You know, it's like, and this guy's a second year, hasn't shown too much. He's athletic and he's long athletic, so we'll see what he can do. But now there is a gap in the secondary, even though Anthony Brown was rough. Okay, and I was, I think I, I, that last year at least, people were saying, oh, watch out, he's really playing well. And I kept saying, you know, like this guy is not a very good corner. Like they still need a corner. They still need a corner. He's out though, which makes it even worse. So now there is a gear, a, you know, a big hole in the secondary. There is. Who's so gonna play? Kelvin Joseph. Okay. Yeah, he's he's gonna play. He's gonna play. And they're, uh, I'm blanking on our rookies. Got, I'm blanking on two picks. On Sunday, I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name. What a disservice I am doing that. I feel absolutely disgusted right now with myself that I'm forgetting this young man's name. He had two picks. He's, he's playing a lot in the slot for us. So well, not a lot, but like that's that's where he's played well is in the slot for us. And we think now with Brown, now he's gonna be playing a lot more in the slot. But oh, I'm so upset with myself right now. I'm, I'm just gonna have to move on because I I, I don't want to hang hang my hang my head on it here. But the Eagles were facing. A division-leading Titans team. Jalen Hurts strengthened his MVP campaign. 380 yards, three touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, no interceptions. Jalen Hurts was absolutely phenomenal. And they took away the run. They're like, okay, you guys are not going to be running the football on us today. Jalen Hurts, you're not doing what you've been doing all year on us. And he had 380 yards through the air. He said, that's fine. I don't have to run. I can throw this ball as well. Is it Ron Bland? Bland. Thank you so much. Bland. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tenor Five. I was really blanking on that. But Bland, you can see how I forgot that. It's a bland name. <laughs> it's a little bland. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's just, just keep it rolling here. But Jalen Hurts, I think, strengthened his MVP, uh, his MVP campaign through the year. 380. Three touchdowns. One rushing touchdown. No picks. Tennessee was down. A receiver, though, their number one receiver in Traylon Brooks. Derrick Henry has been in a slump the past month. Okay, he had like he had what, 40 yards, I think, rushing. He, he had not played great. They were stopping him, not letting them do what they like to do. And that's why they scored 10 points. Traylon hurt. Henry wasn't able to do what he went. They scored 10 points. What do you know? So that was a big reason for me while, why that ended up happening. It was a little closer than boom. You know, uh, Brooks scored their only touchdown, right? For, for Tennessee. Yes. Did he yes. Score the touchdown? Yes. So, like, he went down. The, the offense lost some juice. Like I said, Henry hasn't been great. So, I think that was a big factor. Obviously, the Eagles played phenomenal. Jalen Hurts 
he out for the comparison of quarterbacks here. Jalen Hurst was phenomenal. Dak was and eh, very so so in that game. He was not great. So it's, yeah. it's a matter of quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts blew him out of the water, but yeah. it's not. It's a matter of team performance. What happened? I think that was a big factor. Dallas beat the Colts by 35. They scored 33 in the fourth quarter, had five takeaways. And I'm sorry, didn't it take Jalen Hurts and this Eagles team a game-winning drive to beat Indianapolis three weeks ago? We just dropped 54 on them. It's just like I hate I hate people say the Eagles are way up here and you know, mm. there's a difference. I think there isn't as big a difference between oh. Dallas and Philadelphia as Obviously. some people believe, as some people believe. So. That's that's way and, and 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 all that Cowboys was more impressive for me too. For me too, I think the Cowboys was a little more impressive for me too. And I was there, so how can I not say Dallas? Yeah, and the I mean, top fifty is impressive, and the 54. defense. And like, yeah, whenever you watch the Cowboys defense, you think I, I think it's the best defense of football. It's that or the Niners. Yeah. I think those are the two best defenses. Those are the two best defenses, us and them. And it's like, I like us too with with our core or their secondary. It's the same thing, though. No one's throwing a Trayvon. People are throwing opposite Trayvon, and that is where they're having success. That's going to continue. So it's like, okay, they've been doing that all season long. So how much is really going to change? But yes, yes, it's us and it's San Francisco. So I, I was really impressed by just their defense ability just to bully the Colts and just submit. Like, they were quit. like, they were, they could, it would be illegal in some countries what they were doing to Matt Ryan. Like, like locked up, locked those boys up and they quit, man. You saw that last Matt Ryan said, nah, I don't want to drop back one more time. I don't want to do it. I'm going to take a knee real quick. I don't want to drop back another time. Don't make me do it, Jeff, Saturday. Do not make me do it. He takes a knee. They said, let's just end this thing and go home. It's over. They made those guys go home crying, quitting. Absolute beat down in the fourth quarter when a lot of Colts fans, I'm telling you, we were there. They were there. We're thinking they were going to pull off an upset on Sunday night in that fourth quarter. They were thinking, hey, we're going to pull off this upset. We saw them leave, and then – about five minutes in with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, you saw the Colts fans heading out. <laughs> they were heading out. This thing's over. Let's beat the traffic. They're how many uh, How many Weedham boys did you hear? Uh, honestly, not much. Maybe one. Maybe okay. one. Not much. It, that, that's kind of old news now. That's kind of what's, old what's, news. What's the new thing they're announced? Um, as far as the music goes, we're kind of lacking a song right now. It's kind of disappointing. I would think it'd just be Weed and Boys constantly. That should just be our thing for life because, you know, us pulling up to the game, you know, that's it. It's like, you know, that, that's what we're thinking. But like in the actual game, no, no, the thing, the, the trumpet that they were doing at, uh, from the, the Mets guy. Met, yeah. Yeah. They played that a few times. They played that a few times and we were all getting pretty hyped up to that as yeah, well. That, that song does go hard. That like We are going hard. Yeah, yeah, so it was a good time. So that, that was kind of a big thing going on. Um, the only downside to the game was that I was not able to really watch the Bengals and the Chiefs. That was kind of the big mm-hmm. downside. I was, I was having a good time. Joe Burrow is now 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. They won 27-24. to Tanner, this team looks just like they did, if not better, when they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they just got off beating the Chiefs 27-24 in the AFC Championship, and they come back and beat them 27-24 again. again. Got to be giving the uh, Chiefs some the Chiefs. some real nightmares about that score. It's a rivalry for Kansas City. For oh, yeah. Bengals, like, like, for the Bengals, they're just playing ball. 
if it wasn't already, it is now. I could I could, I could tell you that. I don't think the Chiefs like losing any straight to anybody. No cool. And I think it puts the Chiefs right back in – I mean, not the Chiefs, the Bengals, right back in the heart of that AFC contender conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Bills. I think it's the Chiefs. I think it's the Bengals. Yep. And I think those three stand in a class above the rest. I think so as well. Excuse me. They've now won four straight games. Burrow isn't being sacked as much. The offensive line is improving. I think he's been sacked like four times in the last five games or five times in the last four games, whatever. Much better in comparison earlier this year, in comparison to five, six times a game, right, happening sometimes. So he's not being sacked as much. They've won four straight games. Jamar Chase, his favorite weapon, is back officially. So offense could, and and he played great without him. Like he was putting up numbers and points without Jamar Chase. Now he's back. P. Ryan, fresh off his best performance, I would say starting his best starting performance. The defense held Mahomes scoreless in the fourth quarter. They yeah, they're getting Joe Mixon back. Getting Joe Mixon back. They they also stripped Travis Kelsey and a and then score a touchdown off of that. Like Burrow has also emerged in the MVP race. I think you know he's second in passing yards. He's second in passing touchdowns. Third in completion percentage. Just be Patrick Mahomes if they continue to win. I just think it's going to be, you know, it's Mahomes. It's sorry, it's Jalen Hurts. It's Mahomes. And then I think it's the Allens. And I think you can throw Burrow's name in there after that. So people are going to throw things would have to happen. Because you're naming five. Now this year, it's a five person list. All I'm saying is Joe Burrow's on my five man MVP ballot. Right okay. Now. He's on my five man. He's, 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 he's the Heisman. He's getting invited to New York. Exactly. He's sitting down. He's like, all right, I, I'm in this. I have a chance, right? You know, exactly. But. He's not there. I got Jalen Hurts. I got Patrick Mahomes. I probably got Josh Allen. And then I got Joe Burrow right there. So they're changing the format this year. So that's what I think about the Cincinnati Bengals. Watch out, man. They're they're playing well. And then really quickly, um, before we head to break here, a team that can't catch a break. Okay, a team that cannot catch a break. At the quarterback spot, they won big on Sunday. The Niners absolutely manhandled the Dolphins 33-17, to and they had their third-string quarterback out there. Yeah, for more than half a game. Garoppolo broke his left foot, was going to miss the rest of the regular season, could return in the playoffs. Brock Purdy could also not return. I don't think he's going to. That's That's a stretch if you ask me. We know who's reporting it as well. Not our favorite person in the world. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about the Niners? You think they can still compete with Purdy with a third string quarterback with that roster, though? If you mean by compete, do I think they Make can the win playoffs games? Still, I think and they win can games. Win, win games. Probably win the division. Yeah. Get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think they can succeed with Brock Purdy. I think they can do all three of those things. Now, win playoff games. With Brock Purdy as your quarterback, I'm gonna see uh, it. Yeah, I I would be very very shocked to see him go and win against a veteran quarterback in the playoffs. I just cannot see it happening. As a college football fan, was never incredibly high on Brock Purdy, and uh, yeah, I, just, I don't expect. Much, I just can't man. see him like beating 
Dak Prescott or Tom Brady in the playoffs? It's not a quarterback-dependent system. Okay, everyone's bashing on Jimmy Garoppolo, saying he's not the reason they're winning games or winning despite Jimmy Garoppolo. Why can't they win? Again, maybe not the Super Bowl, but why can't they win games, or, you know, in the regular season at least, with Brock Purdy? What's the big – again, I know Garoppolo's won games. He's a veteran in this league. But if Garoppolo's that bad like we hear all the time and it's the system and it's the team around him, by that logic – why can't they win games with Purdy? You know, by that logic, why can't they? But I test, as you said, in the playoffs, I no longer think this team is a Super Bowl contending team. And after when I saw that injury, when I saw that, I said, okay, for Dallas now, it's Philadelphia. We still have to worry about, you know, because the Niners aren't going to drop off the face of the earth because that team, that roster, that defense is still there. You're still going to have to beat that defense if you match up with them, right? You're still going to beat that defense, but it's a lot easier or it's a little easier at least to beat them with their third string than the guy who's made it to a Super Bowl with that same roster to me just made it to an NFC title game with that roster with that coach with that system so yes they're still going to be okay but it makes me feel better about my chances in the NFC as a Dallas Cowboy fan 100% it does yeah yeah and same thing with the Bucks. I feel like it does make you feel a little bit better knowing that the 49ers are a little less threatening. Yeah, 100%. But but they just they just kind of beat up on the Dolphins, who a lot of people thought were contenders. What was that score? I think it was like 33 33-17. 33-17. They beat the crap out of the Dolphins. They made Tua have his worst game of the season where people were saying Tua could be an MVP candidate, right? I, people last week, I was saying, why can't them, or two weeks ago, whatever, maybe last week, I was saying, why can't the Miami Dolphins be contenders? And then they go out there and just stink it up. He's missing throws. He's getting pressure in the pocket. He's not able to make the plays he was making earlier in the year. I don't know, man. It, may, it definitely brought some downs for me. And the fact that they did that against a third string quarterback, right? They weren't able to keep up at least offensively with a third string quarterback. I know that defense is legit, but that offense is supposed to be the offense maybe to beat that defense. That's how high powered that offense is. And they weren't able weren't able to do that. So I was disappointed in Miami's effort there. But they have a top two defense. The offense is stacked, weapons all over, a great coach, great uh great play caller. I think they're still going to make the playoffs when their division and the if they play 49ers. the Giants. Yeah. If they, and if they, if they play the Giants week or round one, I think they have a shot to beat the Giants in round one or, or, or Washington, whoever they end up playing in that yeah. spot. I think there's definitely a chance where they win a playoff game, but I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders with this third string Makes quarterback. Sense. I don't think so. Now, lastly, before we go ahead and take a break, move on, head to picks of the week. Your guy, your guy that we have had discussions, arguments, you know, et cetera, about Baker Mayfield. Okay, my guy might be a little rich. It was your guy. You know me. You know me. Kind of. You know me. He's your guy for me. And and he's picked up in real serious, in serious stuff. He picked up by the Rams, released by the Panthers. He's career or league low, I think, in completion percentage this season. I think 57% as far as quarterbacks that, that can qualify. 57% worse in football. 
You understand why the Panthers were cool cutting him. You understand why he maybe wanted to get out of town as well. Going to the Rams, I think it's a that solid was... pickup for L.A. I think it's a solid pickup when if Wolfer's having a, a neck injury, and, and and I think he's better than what you have in house. I think he's better than Wolfer as well. Baker Mayfield, yeah, is better. Okay, he, 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 I don't think he's necessarily a starting quarterback, but he is without a doubt worthy of starting right now for this Rams team, better than what they had. And I think this is his final audition because I, I think he's going to play. And if he goes out there and flames out with Sean McVay and and is, 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 is difficult once again, I don't think Baker Mayfield signs with another football team anytime soon. I don't. I think I think he's going to be a free agent, and then it's like, okay, who's going to pick up Baker Mayfield? That's why I think I said this a year ago. I don't know how much longer Baker Mayfield has in the NFL. I think he's going to have to switch to a backup role. Is he a hundred percent okay with that? Can he even still play? Like I said, fifty-seven percent completion. This is his final audition for me to even pay attention to him anymore. I guess maybe. I am, or Baker Mayfield is my guy because I'm about to be. defend. Because I'm about to defend him. Yeah, that's my point. He's but your guy. He's your guy. He's not my guy. This that Panthers offense was terrible. He was not the only problem there. Well, you understand uh, why he uh, wanted uh, to leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That offensive line is bad. The Panthers did him a favor waving him. Hundred percent. They saw that's that there were two jobs that he could probably go out there and get the. Uh, maybe they the thought maybe they, they thought maybe the 49ers and then the Rams mm-hmm. and. Why maybe, not? Maybe just, the Ravens, if if Lamar's going to miss, you know, yeah. if that injury was big or something, right? But he's probably going to come back before the season's over. I like yes. it. I yeah, like so it. It makes sense in theory at any other position. I feel like it definitely makes sense. But at quarterback, <laughs> it's tough because you have to learn a whole new offense. Um, I don't think he's ever played in anybody's offense that's connected to Sean McVay at all. So it's going to be all new terminology. Oh yeah. And I don't think that I just don't see him catching on to real quick. Not saying he's dumb or anything, just no, saying that I, they, no. and, and NFL offense is an ex, it's extremely complicated. It's elaborate. And anyone who knows, knows that you can't jump in and know it day one. It takes weeks, months even to know a system, right? Like that's why you have training camps, OTAs, because new players, they have to learn everything. Even like Russell Wilson right away. It's like, oh, it's his first season, you know, like he's still learning. And, and Lamar, same thing with still, the, like same thing with Deshaun Watson too. Deshaun Watson, yeah. like like he hasn't really been practicing, so like no, he hasn't at all. Of course yeah. he doesn't. Ago, of course he doesn't look good. No, I, I said that last week. He's yeah. gonna be rusty. I said okay, maybe I was wrong about upset alert because the defense was big and they scored. They scored themselves right all the the, defense. three times. Yeah, so if that doesn't happen, I still think upset alert's a real possibility. But the defense stepped up. But yeah, what we said was 100% true. Deshaun Watson did not look good, as expected, and it's gonna it's gonna probably take time because at that spot in a new system, it it just takes time. And uh, I like it though. I think it's better than what they have. And the report is it's possible, not 100% likely, or it's it's going to happen. But it's possible we see Baker Mayfield Thursday night for the Rams. If you hate Deshaun Watson, like like most people do, yeah, you you yeah. should be rooting for Baker Mayfield. It's because like, his his I mean, success. Gotta, yeah 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 exactly. that and you should be rooting on 
Deshaun Watson's downfall and Baker Mayfield's success just to make the Browns look stupid. Just to make them look dumb, say, hey, you made all that move and Baker's having success elsewhere, right? And he needs a good coach, a great coach like Sean McVay. That's my point. Like, I know he's not throwing to anybody out there. And they do say the Stafford injury is like possibly like career career editing. Like, like at least his – because his, like, elbow is degenerating. It's, like, a pretty severe injury that he'll have to manage the rest of his career. Like, so, if they think that is sooner rather than later, it might make sense. Sign him long-term, maybe. Not right away, but you see how this goes. Yeah, and maybe yeah. have a backup quarterback or yeah. a transitional quarterback while you wait for your next guy or something. So, I like the move. I think it's better than what they have. Let's see what he does with it. Can he play? Can, can he have the right attitude at least? And then and, and can he win some games? Can he be a little interesting? Can he show us some Baker Mayfield magic, some swag that we've seen in the past? Like, I don't hate probably the guy. not. But... I don't hate the guy. I don't hate everything about him. The player, it's just, he sometimes annoys me, doesn't live up to the hype, I think. And, and let's see if he can do something like go out there, play your game with a good coach and help a team. If, if, if Baker Mayfield never help had an ad camp, if Baker Mayfield never had an ad campaign, for the at home with Baker Mayfield, that's the only reason I like him. People a little bit. Oh, I was gonna say I feel like people would hate him less. Oh, people, people hate were, on those because people were like, "This guy sucks," and he's on my TV every single day. Oh, Why is he factor. on my TV? That was definitely a factor. But for me, I thought he was good in the commercials, so I'm like, "Oh, I can see Baker Mayfield be good at something here," and these are funny. <laughs> So I actually preferred Baker in the commercials than I did on the football field. So I was actually okay. But I understand you're doing all those commercials for absolutely what? You're not doing anything on the field. So I understand why fans were getting upset there. But this is his final audition, I think. I'm happy for him that he got picked up. Apparently the Rams were the only team interested that that picked up a waiver claim. They were the only team. Well, I think other teams probably – I mean, he definitely would have got signed. Like, Oh, I think he would have got picked up. I he just wouldn't have. They just wouldn't have to pay. But it looks money. like he was. It looks like besides the Rams, he probably would have cleared waivers. It looks like he would have cleared. Then he would have been a free agent. And then it is a who knows if he gets signed. Then it is a who knows. But the Rams picked him up. He's going to L.A. Could be playing on Thursday night. I'm here for it. Tanner Files. I hope he does not play on Thursday. I think that would be very bad for Baker Mayfield's future for him to play on Thursday. So there's Tanner's thoughts on that. Like I, you don't need to go out there on three days and know the offense with no receivers. And a shoddy old line when you don't know the pass protection sets and you don't know the route tr- like the route. Oh, it's, it's, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Yeah, hundred percent. With with Max Crosby chasing you, just don't do it. Yeah, and Chandler Jones actually yeah. is heating up a little bit. I think he had two sacks last three. Week, so. Three was I'm it three? Sure. Okay, yeah. so he's he's finally you know waking up a little bit. It seems like right. So you don't want to send them out there with those guys out there. I agree. Not knowing the offense, not knowing the guys around him. Good for Baker Mayfield, though. I was glad to see this for Baker. Let's go ahead and take a break. Come back and do, yes, it is that time again. Picks of the week. Another mediocre week for Tanner and I. We're going to go ahead and take a short break and be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's transition to our picks of the week like we do every week. And if you could guess, Tanner, if you could guess what I went last week, what what would it be? I'm going to guess two and two. Yeah. Mostly because I counted your picks. Yeah, okay. Well, 
That was kind of a spoiler. That was kind of lame right there. But the joke was, <laughs> I've gone two and two practically every week this season. It feels Casey that way. He does love his two and two. I am the outcomes. epitome. Yeah, I am just straight neutral this year. Like, I'm straight neutral. And I'm now 23, 24, and one on the season. So close to just having a good record and have over 500, but hanging around there. You like right the Bucks, 500. Uh, don't say that. Don't. I mean, you guys have Tom Brady. I'll yeah, take you're it. Tom Brady. I'll take it. All right. I am Tom Brady. Okay. Thank you. But you're this year's Tom Brady. Oh, that's actually like quite the insult. Actually, like that is quite Whoa. the insult. Actually, Where's Tom Brady. Yeah, he's his greatest quarterback, you know, and he's three and one or something since the divorce. I know, right? So he's 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 on the rise, right? He's on the rise. He's bouncing back. He's bouncing back. So whatever, I'll I'll take it, I guess. But what about you? You went two and two last week too, didn't you? I also went two and two, and I was so close to three and one. The Commanders and the Giants. Oh, thank you to those two teams. Thank you to those two teams. Yeah, if my boys, the line in that game was forty and a half. Yeah. Great it went into overtime 2020. So you were saying, I got this. I was like, oh, I won this game. You got it. I was like, I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, it doesn't matter who wins. Yeah, you got the it. The over's hitting. Yeah. And they just kept and they just kept punting to each other in overtime. And, and I was getting so mad. I was getting so mad. Missed that field goal. And 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 I was sitting there. It did me well in the NFC standings. It did me well in picks of the week. So that was just a thank you. I would be better. I would have a better record than Casey right now. Hmm, if right that now, game goes differently. Thank you to the commanders, to the Eagles for your service. Thank you so much. All right. Now, what do you want this season? I am 22-24-2. Yeah, you get two pushes. I am 23-24-1. Very close. I'm a half game, half point up on Tanner. Let's start things off with over. Okay, looking at the total points being scored this week, Tanner. What are you looking at for your over? Um, over, I went Cowboys, Texans in yeah. Dallas. The line is 45 points. I kind of feel like the Cowboys might score 45 points themselves. Yeah. I don't think they shut out the Texans, so I'm going over in that game. I mean, dude, they're averaging 40 points over their last three. Like you said, it's at home. It's at Jerry World, which I was just at. Just saying, if you guys didn't know, I was I was just there a couple days ago. I was I dude. Was the line in this game is seventeen points. It's seventeen points. That scares the crap out of me, though. That scares the absolute crap. The fact we're fair by seventeen points. No one. But if they get... couldn't get up for the Deshaun Watson game, what are they gonna? Like, no, you're where is the team gonna win right. another game? You're right. That was the one. That was the one for them to go out and show something. Kyle Allen has nothing. He has nothing. He is about to be sacked. So many times. I don't know how many turnovers are going to happen in this game. I'm thinking they could score 45 themselves as well. This is the best offense in football since that got back. Also, like I said earlier, Brown's injured. Right, Anthony Brown's hurt. He's going to miss the rest, of the rest of the season. Secondary opposite digs is very inexperienced, is torchable. Not saying he's gonna torch it up, but it's it's you know there are areas to throw now on the Dallas. Well, they could get like 10, 14 points. Yeah, I yeah, I mean they left nineteen to the Colts, you know, and Matt Ryan, and they still you know end up having five turnovers in that game. So I think you know at times this Dallas Cowboy defense. That's why I'm hesitant to say they are the best defense in football because at times they 
you know, between between end zones, they they can let teams at times do what they want. Uh, they they are pretty solid at stopping them once they reach the red zone. Luckily, but you know, the, the, their defense is susceptible at times. You know, it definitely is now that they're even more injured or injured, even more so. Um, but they're playing against the league's worst defense. Right, the Texans are one of the league's worst defenses. One of the league's worst defenses, or maybe not the definitely league, one of the league's worst offenses. One of the least, and then one of the league's worst offense, which doesn't help our point spread necessarily. But but they could be throwing pick sixes. They a hundred percent could be throwing some pick sixes <laughs> in this game. We could see some defensive scoring happening. Forty-five points. Dallas could get could get them there. Get there. I'm sorry. I almost took Dallas. So. I was debating taking Dallas as well because I think they probably win by 20 points. I really do a 20 plus, but it's an NFL game. You said it yourself. You hate double digit, you know, favorite stuff like that. I'm staying away from it, but I think a lot of points. Dallas at least is going to score a lot of points. So I like the over too, my friend. I'm also taking Dallas and the Texans if it's not obvious. Uh, what about under? What are you taking for your under this week? Under Raiders Rams forty four and a half. Okay, Thursday night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't see this Rams team putting up a bunch of points. This Rams offense is really bad. If Baker Mayfield is what there, if it's Baker? I I, I think it might be worse. He doesn't know Baker's the gonna offense. put like fifty up, dude. He doesn't know. Okay, uh, <laughs> chill out. We're talking uh, Baker Mayfield here. Number You're one guy. Pick. overall guy. Number, number one overall pick. Number Baker one overall Mayfield. pick, Baker Mayfield. Heisman Trophy the Browns to the playoffs. Won a playoff game. But <laughs> this Rams team has no one to throw the ball to. <sighs> no one to run the ball with. This offensive line is bad. They could be starting a guy that they've had for three days on Thursday. Or a third-string quarterback. Because Wolfers probably hurt. Yeah, I just... No, Can't I agree. Anyway, the Rams put up a lot half. of points. It's 44 and a half. Okay. And this Raiders offense, I think, probably cruises to a somewhat easy win, kind of takes the foot off the gas. I'm saying 28 10. Okay. And hey, if the Raiders win this, they're a very sneaky six and seven. A very sneaky six and seven, a game away from being back to 500. I maybe the good luck for them is me just not watching, not paying attention, not <laughs> rooting for because when I was all on the Raiders, this team was one, two, and seven or something, right? Now it's looking like you know they, they could find themselves getting back to 500. So we'll see. Could be a big win for the Raiders. My under, I'm looking at the Jaguars and the Titans at 42 and a half. Titans offense has been struggling. Derrick Henry has been struggling. They just lost their best young. Wide receiver in Traylon Burks, who has been playing well, just fired their GM as well. So it's like everyone knows leading their division. As but even there, I think everyone even knows it's like okay, how do you trade AJ Brown away? <laughs> and then he comes back and he tears them up. Right, two tutties plays very well. I think that could have been it. That probably was it. He comes back, tore him up. Like okay, we had this guy on our team. And you know the team isn't great, greatly put together. I didn't, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs this year after the AJ Brown trade. I, I was very skeptical on the wide receivers, which I think is rightfully so. But they've, they've been much better than I expected. But I guess yeah, why? I think that's kind of why quarterback isn't great. They know that they're settling with Tannehill, who's been good, but they are settling with Tannehill. Wide receiver core isn't great. I see it. 
I see it, but I don't see the timing of it. Wait till the end of the season. What's the point of firing him midseason? But either way, team is a little weird right now. Fired their GM for some reason in the middle of the season. Offense is struggling. Jags just got smoked by Detroit and put up 14 points against the Lions defense. Okay, which is that's one of the league's worst defenses we're talking about that they let anybody been a little friskier as of late they've been friskier as of late but for the majority of the season those have been shootouts everyone that the lions have been playing they've been putting up some points both sides including the lions i'm not expecting much i think under 42 is the play for the jags and the titans uh that's my under this week now let's move on and look at favorite underdog What's a team you're looking at, Tanner, that is favored this week, and you like the line exactly where it's at? Uh, going right back to that Titans-Jaguars game. Oh, you got one more thing? All right, go ahead. Oh No, oh. I'm I'm taking the Titans as, oh, my, oh, as, my, favorite, as my favorite Jaguars. I think the Titans are a lot better than the Jaguars. I can't see this Jags team okay. beating this Titans team. The Titans team coming off a loss. They need a win. They need a win. They – and I think they're going to get it. Mike Vrabel coaches the better do team. They need a win? But do yeah. they need a win? They still yeah, need a win? I think what, so. what's, what's it look like? I think they're kind of okay where, where they're sitting at this point in time in their division. No real – the Colts, they got the Jag. I, I, it doesn't seem like there's too much competition going on right now. But but if they don't, I mean, they could fight for the three seed. No, you're right. You know, it's all about just where not, – not making the playoffs. Your seeding now, I guess, is what they're fighting for here. But – I don't know. I don't love the I don't love the Titans here. I might like the Jags, but I went two and two every week. What people listening, what you want to do for me is pick two of my picks. I don't know which <laughs> I don't know which two. And the game is in Nashville too. No, that's gonna help. Yeah, that that's a big if it was in Jacksonville, I might say I, I like the Jags there, but in Tennessee, they should get it done by a touchdown, you would think. I'm looking at the Chiefs. Chiefs, shout out to my fiance for this pick, for this help on this pick. Chiefs minus eight and a half against the Broncos. The Broncos average, and this is like, I have to go look this up and like fact check this 13, 13 points a game. They average 13 points a game. The Broncos don't score points, they simply do not score the football. Not a lot happening on that scoreboard when the Broncos are in town, also because of their defense. It's a solid defense. For the offense, they're doing this. They're they're also not allowing any points to be scored as well as the defense is. No points. And and, I saw that this was the lowest performing offense since the 2000 Browns. Really? Wow. Yeah. All, that's like all time bad, man. That's terrible. And at least they have a high draft pick, right? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, Someone else Seahawks. owns that pick. And the Seahawks are actually pretty good. They're the Seahawks are right there in playoff contention. Yeah, and they're going to have a, a top five pick from the Broncos. That's pretty solid. More than likely a top five pick from the Broncos. That Lions going to have a top five pick. Lions going to have a phenomenal pick from the Rams. Gonna, I, you know, who knows what their pick's going to look like themselves, but it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. But back to my back to my pick. Tanner file. I got the Chiefs minus eight and a half. You gotta agree. The, to your point, though, oh. you strengthened it. The Broncos don't score points since the oh, 2000 Browns. Thank you for that point. Mahomes is fresh off a loss. I think he's gonna be a little motivated. 
Just a little motivated. I have seen nothing this season to make me think the Broncos will keep this a one-score game. Right? Eight points is a one-score game. But even if it's good, but... I don't think it should be... They're going to get worn out. Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. This offense, like I said, 13 points a game. Chiefs average nearly 30 points a game. I know the defense they're playing. I still don't think this is a one-score game. I don't think so either. I think the Chiefs win by... At least nine here. Eight and a half, minus eight and a half, I think is the play here for the Chiefs and the Broncos. What about underdog, my friend? A team that is not favored this weekend, but you like them. I took the Vikings at plus one against the Lions. How are the Vikings not favored to beat the Lions? I know the Lions are on a winning streak. I know the the game's in Detroit. Yeah. But – the Vikings are in a fight for the one seed, yeah. and the Lions are what four and eight, four and or five. Or no, four, four and, yeah, they're four and are they four. And, uh, no, they four play and way eight. more in games. Are they four and eight now? Yeah. Or they, they think they won five games after that. They won five games. They are five and seven. Sorry, yeah, sorry, five. I, I didn't think they have eight losses yet. Yeah, but the Vikings have doubled their wins. And they're underdogs, oh, definitely. And the Lions recently traded away one of their best players. To the Vikings. To the Vikings, exactly. So, I don't know. I got the Vikings plus one, too, my friend. I saw that. I said the Vikings. And, you know, I've been high on the Vikings all year. And I, I haven't been. been. You haven't been at all. That's why I'm a little surprised to see this pick. I would maybe think you're all Detroit here. But Detroit, a favorite at home against uh, oh, how many wins do they have now? Ten wins? Nine wins? Ten. Uh, they have ten wins or ten and two or ten and one? Mm-hmm. Ten and two? Okay. Ten and two. Great so just record. Like, just like hands on the wheel. Great record. Great offense, pretty rough defense, allows a lot of points. But same thing with the Lions. I like the Vikings offense much better than Detroit's. I don't think that's a very big statement. That's a, a kind of like a, you know, thank you, Captain Obvious. For Vikings offense like, is, I mean, Detroit's oh, offense is good. Detroit's offense is good, but it's like. It's not the, it's the not Vikings fine. have a much better offense. And, you know, I get the defense is pretty rough. And I get, like you said, it's in Detroit. But. I like the offense. There, or sorry, I like the Vikings. Offense is clearly better for me. I continue to buy in to Minnesota. It worked out for me last week. It's worked out for me so far this year. I'm doing it again this weekend. Plus one. I love it. It's a pick-up game, and I think the Vikings win this game. So I got the Vikings as well, plus one. There you go. All right. So what about game of the week? Who's your game of the week? This was kind of tough because there are some pretty solid matchups this week, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And the Chargers for my game of the week. We got Tua, who's been phenomenal this year, was undefeated in his games he started and finished. Not anymore. Loss, a big loss to San Fran. I think they're going to be motivated to come out for a win. The Chargers are the Chargers. They're just the Chargers of old. Mediocrity, hovering around 500. This is a big game. There's been a lot of talk around Tua and Justin Herbert as of recently on, you know, Sports media shows, all that jazz on social media. Dolphins, Chargers. I think it's Sunday night football as well. It is. I think that's the game of the week. I feel like this week has a bunch of good, not great games. You have that Dolphins-Chargers game. You have Eagles-Giants. Yeah, that's good. Bills. You have 49ers-Bucks. That's good. Yeah, there's a lot of good games. I think I'll probably go Eagles-Giants if – the Eagles win big. It'll tell me a lot. The Giants are able to pull out a win. It'll tell me a lot. 
Go Giants, man. I'm rooting for the Giants this weekend. If the Eagles barely beat the Giants, though, and I feel like Cowboys just beat them by eight. I still feel feel the same about both these teams, probably. A win would be huge for the Giants. Absolutely Absolutely. huge. And every Cowboy fan is rooting for it because a loss means Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve means something for Dallas and and, and, in Philadelphia. If Philly can get another loss, it means something. If they can go and and beat beat Philadelphia at home, if Philly has another loss on top of that, it gets interesting. For the one seed for for the for the NFC East title, everything right. It, it, it's a lot's in play over these next couple of weeks for the one seed in the NFC East. I'm rooting for the Giants. I am rooting for the Giants <laughs> this weekend, and uh, that's definitely a, a pretty solid matchup. I got Dolphins Chargers. A little more more star power in that. Much more star power. So I'm going to go with that matchup though. Yeah, the Chargers just kind of bore me. Oh, it's I'm. I'm not, I'm kind of done talking about them. They lost to the Raiders. They just lost to the Raiders. I don't, I don't want to bring that loss up, bring that game up or anything. I'm kind of done talking about them as well. But this is a good bounce back spot for them. Get out there, beat Miami, say, hey, we are, you know, we, everyone's talking about Miami's this team. This is a, a very good spot for the Chargers to come out and get a win. And- I feel like, we should, feel like we should also mention three games on Saturday next week. So, oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so uh, coming up here, we're going to be having football Saturday and Sunday. That's going to be a phenomenal Four games of football. next weekend. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Wow, I'm I did not know that. Thank you, news drop, woes bomb here, a file bomb getting dropped here to wrap up the show. But let's <laughs> let's move on. That's our picks of the weeks again for me. You want to go ahead and pick two of those. I don't know which two, but two of them. Are gonna smack for you this week. That that is a that's almost a guarantee on my side. The other two, I uh, no no guarantees, no guarantees on those other two picks. Let's move on. I, I've had a lot of oh, two and two finishes. You have. As well. you so have. Uh, maybe pick two of mine as well. Yeah. So look at us and maybe get the right four. Two of mine, two of yours. You got yourself a great parlay for for this weekend. There you go. Let's move on though and talk about the NBA because. You know, we haven't talked too much basketball so far this season, but we didn't forget about the NBA. You know, we're 25 games into the season. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas, which is really when people say the season starts. This is when we start watching basketball is on Christmas Day. Some of the best matchups of the season are on Christmas Day, and we're getting closer and closer to that point. So we wanted to check in. Uh, on the standings in both the West and the Eastern Conference for our listeners, because the last time we talked about it, Utah was sitting at the top of the mm-hmm. Western Conference. Like some stuff has definitely happened since they are no longer there. No, folks, don't worry. That has come to an end. They no longer sit at the top. But let's start in the East. Okay, let's start in the Eastern Conference and talk about Boston very quickly. They are 20 and 5. They are 20 and five. I'd say losing Udoka hasn't impacted them at all. And they are pretty freaking motivated after that finals loss. And Jason Tatum looks like an MVP. That's kind of, you know, where they are. Yeah, I agree with pretty much all that. They, the Celtics look really good and they worry me as a Bucks fan. Yeah, they, they are the best team in basketball right now. Adding Malcolm Brogdon to their, is the, and they haven't even had Robert Williams for the majority of the year. So it's like, all right, maybe even at all. So it's like, this team's going to get nothing but better. Brogdon's been a big addition. They're 20 and five. Your Bucks are second in the Eastern Conference. They are 17 and six. 
Chris Middleton just came back, right? Just yeah. came back. They lost yeah. against the Lakers, which wasn't a great win, but and it was he was it, or sorry, wasn't a great loss, but it was t- it was not a great game against the Magic either. Oh, yeah. One for eleven from the field. And yeah, so he's getting back into things. Hopefully he can he is getting older, of course. There always is that doubt, but he's still Chris Middleton and he's probably gonna take away. He hasn't played really since last year's playoffs when he got hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a while since he's been on the floor. Give him a little bit of a break here. Bucks are looking scary though, just as dominant as they were in prior years. Cleveland is the three seed, like we were talking about prior to the year starting. Watch out for the Cavs. I think we both said they were going to be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're th- at three seed as of right now, balling out. They just beat the Lakers tonight as we speak. So props to Cleveland. They're playing super well. The Donovan Mitchell edition, that's a complete basketball team. You know, like overall, Absolutely. like you should, you should even, I know you're scared of Boston. I wouldn't be as scared of Cleveland, but you got to keep them in your back pocket for sure. They're a sneaky team you don't want to see in the postseason. And then it's like a bunch of kind of mediocre in the Eastern Conference. It's like Atlanta's 13 and 11. They've been good, but not great. The Pacers are 13 and 11 as well. They've been, they're like, okay, you guys want Wimbenyama or Wimbenyana or not? <laughs> you guys probably <laughs> should start losing some games in your own benefit there, but they're playing well. Um, they just beat my Warriors rather handedly just the other night. So that wasn't great for me. So the Pacers are playing pretty well. They're 13 and 11. Same thing with Atlanta. Nets Nets are seven and three in their last 10. Don't look now. Little sneaky. They're 13 and 12 and they're the sixth seed. Okay. So kind of watch out for the Nets. They're hovering around there, hoping to get back to themselves. We've seen some nice performances here and there from Ben Simmons. So who knows, but they're, Back in playoff, you know, back in playoff contention. So good for the Nets for being relevant. Then Philly dropped all the way down to seven. Uh, the Raptors were eight. The Heat, not great at all this year, down at number nine. Man, those teams are looking great so far. Oh, year. Like, now the Heat are 11. Oh, so they lost oh, again. Right now. They lost again. Oh, my goodness, dude. I'm telling you, I, I think I said this before the year started. I think they kind of got exposed in the playoffs last year. It's Jimmy Butler, and then it's like Tyler Hero is not kind of who we thought he was. Bam Adebayo is not a number two. Kyle Lowry is on his way out of the NBA. It's like this team is not that great. It's not that great. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs, but they are not a contender at all in the Eastern Conference, like I said before the season started. But Philly has been without Harden a lot. They've been without – Embiid at times, right? Even Maxi misses a little bit. So it's like you can't beat up Philly too much. They should be on the rise, getting healthier. They still haven't been great this year. Then, the, like I said, the Heat and the Wizards hanging around at number 10. Wizards are right there at number 10. Chris Ops Porzingis is quietly having what could be the best season of his career. Very quietly. He's playing very well for Washington. No very one's quietly. talking about that. Very quietly. No one's talking about it, but he's playing pretty well so far for the Wizards. So props out to him. That's about it for the East Recovery. That's been kind of boring so far out East. In the West, however, there's a lot to look at. The Suns, the fraudulent Suns, what do you know? Back at number one, they're 16 and eight, but it's not like they're dominating like they were last season, man. Like they, Last year, it was like, like, you know, you know, they were by far the yeah. best team in the Western Conference in the NBA. They're 16 and eight. They're, you know, they're, they're, it's not a phenomenal record, but they are the number one seed. The Pelicans, the Pelicans. I want to say you're Pelicans almost. I know you're a big Zion guy. They're 15 and eight. Yeah. Two, half game out. Half game out. What? 
what? Like, that is nuts. We, we said this, though. Like, they got a high ceiling. They're adding their best player, and they went seven games with the one seed last year, the Pelicans, right? So it's like they're going to be better. They are better. They're going to be a playoff team 100% this year, it looks like. So good for the Pelicans again. The Grizzlies, despite Desmond Bain's injury and Jaw getting hurt but still playing, he's Iron Man, I guess. Uh, 15 and nine, <laughs> they're they're still a great team like they were last year. So the Grizzlies haven't gone anywhere. Like some people maybe thought they were one and done, a splash, you know, kind of like Atlanta was a couple of years ago. They played really well in the playoffs and then kind of fell off. Grizzlies are not that team. They're legit. They're showing it so far. The Nuggets are the four seed. Kind of boring. <laughs> not really much to say about the Nuggets. Same old so Nuggets. Far. You know, like Jokic is balling out. Murray's been not great. Uh, what's his name? Porter Jr. has been okay, but it hasn't been, you know, watch out for them as finals contenders. You know, when they get those guys back, it hasn't really been that. The Kings are the five seed. The Kings Big are the surprise. five seed. Light the beam. Light the <laughs> beam, guys. You, have you, you've been seeing the beam in some yes. lit. Like, it's been phenomenal. All those jokes. It's been, I love it. Good for Sacramento. And Mike Brown changing the culture. Warriors guy going in there, changing the culture. Good for them. We have not seen the Kings be this competent in a very long time. I don't even know the last time they were. So in a very long time. So good for them. Yeah, in a month, I want to look at what the Kings record is and see oh, if you still think they're competent. Definitely. But 13 and 9 to start the season, that's a solid start for Sacramento. That's a very solid start. The Clippers are 14 and 11, sitting there at number six solid Kawhi Leonard is like dipping his toe back in, you know, he's like, I kind of want to play. He's averaging like 11 points so far this season. Like he's, he's barely playing. Uh, he just hit a game winner though against Charlotte a couple days ago. So he's, he's still producing. You could say a little bit, he's you know, still very good at basketball. That's very good. And I think, I think we're going <clears> to <throat> forget about him and keep saying, Oh, maybe he's only averaging 11 points. What's he doing? And then the playoffs are going to come around. He's going to be playing 35 minutes, you know, and then it's going to be, oh, Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in basketball. Oh, he's back, you know. So eh, just don't be, you know, keep your eye open for the Clippers as well as he continues to play more and more. And then you get into that bottom half. You got the Blazers who were, you know, playing really good basketball to start the year. They're fizzling out a little bit. They're dropping down in the standings, not playing great ball. Utah, finally Utah. They were the one Same seed. seed. They are 14 and 12 now. Same story. They're the eight seed. What what did we say that week? A couple weeks ago. They're three and a half games. They could go on a four-game losing streak and be the nine seed, ten seed. That's exactly what happened. They're the eight seed now. And they dropped all the way down. They went on a losing streak. Boom. There we go. Utah back where we thought they belong. Okay. Bet they're heading towards that way at least. And then there's Dallas, who started hot. Went on a losing streak. They're ninth right now, 12 and 11. Luca playing, you know, like an MVP candidate, but he's not going to win an MVP being the ninth seed in the Western Conference. So my MVP pick is like he's playing great, but his team has to step it up. They got to start winning some games. Luckily, he put on a little show for my man Odell Beckham Jr. just the other night. So <laughs> he was saying he was doing a little bit of magic, you know, off the court as well. So future, uh, that's a future cowboy, right? Odell Beckham. Future cowboy, hundred percent. At least in the twenty twenty three season, he's a, that's a cowboy. Yeah, so far this year, we're gonna have to keep our eye on it. Don't know if he's gonna make make the field. Don't know if he's healthy enough. But Luca's doing there's, all he can. There's no other teams in the Western Conference you'd want to talk about, right? 
And then, my friend, down there at number 10. So it was looking good. We won some games. We were back, I think, around the sixth seed a couple days ago. A couple games lost. Lose to the Pacers, which is just an absolute, like, come on, man. How do you lose the Pacers? Well, Steph has his worst game of the season. That's how you lose to the Pacers. But they're 13-12. and 12. They're back over 500, which is like, hey, they were several games below. That was the fight. Get back to 500. They are there. We're looking to climb. But no, it still tells me they're not worried. We play Utah tomorrow night. No, who's not playing? Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. They're not worried at all, guys. They are not worried at all. They are simply playing out the regular season, trying to get the rotation right. Don't be worried about this team. Don't be worried at all. And then another pretty interesting team down there near the bottom. I'm sure we want to talk about a little bit at 13th place. In the they Western lost Conference. again tonight, right? So there you go, dropping even yeah. more. So we're what, 10 and 13? 10 and 13, the Los Angeles Lakers, who have a top two player of all time on their team mm-hmm. and a two other Hall of Famers on their team, too. Yeah, and a, yeah, and yeah, I mean, a Hall of Fame point guard, and then Anthony Davis is, yeah, probably a Hall of Fame no, in, ba- I mean, in basketball. Yeah, uh, be a Hall of Famer, a dominant big man when healthy. But when healthy has always been story. He's been on a tear, bro. He's been averaging. I thought I saw stats like over his last three games, something like 49 points a game. Like he's balling out over this past week to 10, you know, 10 day stretch, whoever, you know, a few games, you know, maybe it was like a 10 game stretch. Even he's playing phenomenal. He's playing like he's the best player on the Lakers. Like he should be playing. Like if they want to compete, how he needs to be playing. But what do you know? What's the deal? We know we've been we've said this for so long. The Lakers are going to be great if they stay healthy. If Anthony Davis stays healthy, and that's exactly still the case. I'm glad he's finally playing well. I don't think it's that much of a story because they're still below 500. Let me see them get back to 500. But I'm glad to see Anthony Davis playing well. LeBron's playing, and he seems like he's healthy. And Russell Westbrook is thriving as a sixth man. He's like leading the league in like points off the bench, assists off the bench, all this stuff. So like he's like a great six man. <laughs> He's like a great six man. It turns out to be, He's buying in. Darvin Ham is doing a good job. His play style fits six man. They still need some shooters. They need Absolutely. guys who can shoot some threes. Some youth. Some youth would be nice as well. I, and they need health, man. Anthony Davis has to play. It looks like he's going to play tonight. And then, what do you know, a minute in, or sorry, a couple minutes in, he's out and he's sick. He's like, ah, I got the flu. I'm ditching. I'm done playing. Even though you just, you already played in the game now you're more sick than you were 10 minutes ago okay either way that's about it though okay let's go ahead and wrap today's show up thank you all for tuning in today's episode of dudes talking sports that is your update on the standings in both the western and the eastern conference in the nba check out our picks of the week maybe check two of them out of mine check two of them out for tanner go follow us on twitter dudes talking underscore pod on instagram dudes underscore talking underscore sports tanner big week for your bucks Yep, huge, huge week. Big win last week. Play the 49ers this week. Need to get a win against Brock Purdy. Heisman Trophy ceremony this Saturday. And Caleb Williams is going to win it. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll see you again next week. All right, what's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports.
your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner Filing. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.